This program is in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. Don't miss the call. Join the revolution of the evolving perspective of an awakened consciousness. Are you ready? Join the community at openandclear.com. Are you ready? No? You're not ready? Yeah. yeah, go ahead then. I'm good. Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into driver's temptation. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may ye shall know them by their fruits. Entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven. Is Reverend Devon Divine a false prophet? For let not that man think that he shall receive anything. Sent here to Lord. lead us astray. A doubting, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. But the rich or is he a spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom? I'm Dr. Mark. Come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge. Thereof falleth and the grass of the fashion and decide for yourself. Then when the lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we shall be. Welcome to another episode of False Prophet here with I'm Dr. Mark, and this is Reverend Devon Divine. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Good enough. Other way around, I suppose. I guess I'm the the Reverend Devon Divine. <laughs> Such a funny term, too. To be revered. It's like, Do you who, feel revered? Who made that? Uh, <laughs> I don't you know, I don't know. I, I revere myself. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> That's all that matters. So what happened? You were like gone. The internet just drop off or something? Yeah. Like, my computer is just falling apart. I tried to reset it and it didn't work. My speakers <laughs> aren't working anymore. 
My whole week has been this way, though. It's just been a big list of things falling apart that shouldn't be falling apart. <laughs> well, I suppose using the word shouldn't is relative. Mm-hmm. Right. But it doesn't seem like an appropriate time. Jeez. It's not a good time. I would like to be on my show and not messing with my computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been happening all week. Yeah, I definitely know. I've noticed like specific days just randomly things don't work. You know, it's like, oh, yeah? oh what's going on? <laughs> it's like there's definitely a, a pattern to the day, you know. Right? Yeah. Or the week, I suppose. Yeah. I always wonder about that, though. I'm like, is there something that I'm missing? Or am I supposed to see? But I don't know. I'm trying to divine meaning from it. Yeah. Div- divine meaning from it, huh? <laughs> that yeah. sounds a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's like those days you, you spill the milk, literally, and then you spill seven other things as well, and you're like, oh, <laughs> man, what is it with the spilling today? What is it with the spilling? <laughs> Just keeps coming, keeps happening. Yeah, it's like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? I, I remember imagining that there was like a spirit next to me that just kept knocking it out of my hands. <laughs> hey, I'm trying uh, to get your attention. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. It is helpful to look at it as far as, you know, symbolism. And if you think of guidance and recognize guidance isn't necessarily taking you to specific situations but that it's more or less attempting to help you to see a greater awareness of yourself then you can use that symbolism of say spilling things or dropping things for an example as a representation of you know how is it in my mind that I might be dropping or spilling my attention and I even just starting to do that is emphasizing more attention and awareness, you know, and like trying to look in your mind where you don't usually look, you know, it's like mm. you, you might be aware of it. You might not be, but you just start looking at things differently. Like I see pa- people panic all the time. Like my mom the other day, she's like, Oh crap, where's my purse? And she's looking everywhere around. And I'm like, well, look where you haven't looked yet. <laughs> and that seems obvious, right? But it's it's so true uh, in the fact that, you know, we think we know where something's at. We know where to look. And so we right. don't look in specific places, you know, like the glasses well, on your bad. head. You know, I'm looking everywhere but on my head. You know, and, and it's just like she had her purse literally sitting right next to her. And she just was assuming it was elsewhere. And didn't want to see, didn't want to look at it. And it just happens all the time. Yeah. Choo-choo. Hey, buddy, it started. On the show, remember? Thank you. I got loud choo-choos going on. Okay. <laughs> well, I was, I was talking to my week. I was talking to my wife earlier this week <laughs> about moving to England. And we're planning on her moving out and stuff. And I oh. went and looked at this apartment, and it's amazing. It's awesome. But it's totally unfurnished. And so I start looking at the numbers about 
what it would cost to buy a fridge and a couch and beds and stuff. And it's just too expensive. It's just, just too much. It's like out of our budget. And so there's like no way I'm going to be able to get my wife to move out here without breaking the bank and maxing out every credit card. And so I've been really bummed. And since then, my whole week has been falling apart. It's like awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something that when it's not working out like that, like plans, you just seem to keep hitting every single wall and everything. It's like we. It's like all I can see. Yeah. Like I remember doing the same thing in various different fashions and insisting, no, I'm, I feel the call. I feel like I'm supposed to do this. And so, so it, every barrier should be broken and all the obstacles should be removed and uh, referencing right. to the course and, and some, some things in the Bible and stuff. But, uh, it's like, well, maybe there, you have to come to terms with recognizing that that's not actually what's meant to be happening. Like it might yeah. just be an idea that was meant to be talked about and, you know, something about the mind opening up to the idea, but the specifics of the actual occurrence might be different. You know, and so if you see it, that it's not something that could happen very easily and naturally, then there usually is something that could happen very easily and naturally in which you're actually being guided to do as well, or even actually guided to do it. Because, you know, it's kind of like you have a path already designed, a destiny kind of thing where you're, it's unfolding in your life. And if you try and stray from that, it's going to be, it's going to, like, you're not going to fit into it. You're, it's going to be difficult and everything. But, you know, even while your path and your destiny challenges you in a fashion, uh, it's, it's like it's made for you and it, you're just fitting into place. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that. And most of life is what we have now and how it's kind of seen in physical reality is that we're attempting to, to comprehend what this dimensional, this <laughs> guidance, I should say, is like and where it's, what it's doing, guiding us, where we can be in this not knowing of our future and our destiny and attempting to, to make it into something it's not and finding it in places it's not and, and so on and trying to distort it. So when we're in harmony with our guidance, should it flow kind of effortlessly without resistance? Yeah, yeah, in a way. I mean, it's not to say that you won't be challenged. There's definitely going to be challenges because it's usually attempting to make you more, bigger, greater, more expansive in your conscious awareness. Um, but as far as uh, trying to make something happen, like you have these dreams, you have these desires for it to happen, and this isn't really debunking goals either, but it's more of just opening up to, you know, there's things that are in front of you, like steps to take. Sure, I can uh, walk on this path, hit a fork in the road, I have a choice, I have another fork in the road and other choices, and this is right in front of me, but the whole path I was taking was to get around the mountain. Yeah, sure, I can just climb around, <laughs> climb up the mountain and down the mountain, and and yet, you know, thinking that more of a direct path is faster, 
but it's so much easier to just take that path that does seem a lot longer around the mountain you know in that sense and you're just kind of fitting into it and taking the choices as they come opposed to trying to make big things happen immediately so it's more about being in the moment and just kind of seeing what is revealed as far as choices and what seems to be happening so when yeah when something seems to be too many problems too many obstacles and it just keeps happening then it's not necessarily that it's not supposed to happen but it's very specific to your situation but it's it could be a little different than you think it is you know it could be a different place or a different moving or or not really moving or or vacation or is you know there's so many different variations that really is right in front of your face in which you you can see but you usually are trying to conform it into something that it's not meant to be so you just kind of have to step back and take a new look at it yeah it does often uh, take some relaxing of it like just letting it go and then as it comes into your mind again it might be a little bit more clearer and you, you might feel that yearning that call pulling you to something and you can always ask it to be more clear and and specify more you know make more sense to you you're like this isn't making sense why isn't it working out and, <laughs> and actually you know have dialogue conversation with your guidance in that fashion and saying even god or the literally being a representative of god being the voice of god and you can actually have that conversing with your, pretty much with your destiny and, and what's establishing to happen. Mm -hmm. You do that through like prayer or meditation or just sitting there and trying to figure it out? Yeah, so, I mean, even like the definition of, of prayer, I mean, you can do it formally. You know, it's always, it's pretty much always open as far as how I see it and and so it's it's more of a directive of, of attention and you, you know you just like i would turn to you to talk to you and turn to my son to talk to him you know in your mind you're pretty much turning to this representative of god and this guidance for this information so i mean informally doing it as prayer is more of a okay i'm going to close my eyes not be distracted by anything i'm gonna sit down or kneel so i'm not doing anything else and so i can really pay attention and direct my attention in the same fashion but really you can be praying in that way you know no matter where you're at you know no matter what you're doing just a matter of can i direct my attention to that yeah. and then how do you listen for an answer because should you just be open to whatever comes at that point? Or should you have like an expectation? <laughs> yeah, well, the expectation should simply be on there being an answer. And it's most likely wherever you're going to be looking for, uh, looking at. Or if you think of it as, say, you know, it's, it's going to use your symbols and what you see as real, what you see in front of you. And whether that's physical or emotional or mental, it's kind of where you're looking for it. 
but it's not always as simple as a direct go this way. So there's sometimes, as far as that symbolism, take some interpretation of it. It's almost always, in fact, as far as my guidance when I was traveling, you know, is that a good sign or is that some omen of the devil or something? You know, it's up to you. Right. It's as far as, you know, who are you inquiring? Usually <laughs> you can kind of go off by that. So if you're directing your attention to the voice for God, then it's likely not to be, you know, distorted by some demon of some sort. So even as I remember asking if I was should be traveling and should be doing this, and the, uh, probably the biggest time, uh, I just was looking at the sky, and right in in the center of my perception was a shooting star. You know, I could I could take that as you know, meaning something, wow, this really means that I should be, and yes, that's a yes, you know, but it, it's just a falling rock, right? Right. And, and at the same time, you know, uh, it's it's an omen, oh, it's it means the disaster of my family, oh, I'm, I'm going to destroy everything, so I could be freaking out at the same time. But it's really, what do I want to see, and what do I want to use it for? And the entirety of it can be directed by that. So if I'm using it for the sake of awakening or the sake of peace or finding happiness and all this stuff, is then it, it's almost inevitable that I'm going to find that because I'm filtering it through the association to is this going to be my happiness? Is this going to be you know, a perfect life or whatever I'm, gonna, I'm currently looking for? And so then it's... Now I'm the guidance isn't really in the falling rock, you know. It's actually what I'm looking to understand. And so the guidance is actually within me, not out there, right? So I think of it as a symbolism and I'm starting to associate and commune with that voice within me. Does that make sense? So it yeah, I mean we we fall into signs and symbols and all this stuff. But it's as much as, you know, it's not in the signs and symbols. It's still that still small voice. So we don't have to wait till we see like a burning bush talking to us or something. Anything could be the symbol because we're yeah. projecting the answer onto it anyway. Yeah. So it takes a state of opening. And when you, and you say you ask a question, you turn and look and you... You see nothing that seems to stand out, nothing that is apparent. Let's say you're you're looking down the street and you see a, a bench and a bus stop and a, a, a brick wall and a stone road and all this stuff, and it doesn't seem to be saying anything to you. And it's more or less how much are you going to read into it. So you think you're looking at objects and form, right? Right. So then read into the objects and forms. This, these are symbols. And it, once you start reading into them, symbols are only symbols because there's a consciousness that interprets them. This consciousness is your actual in-tuning into, say, even a voice could only be a representation of a consciousness. So as you're looking for the answer, you're actually consciously tapping into the association where the answer's at. So it doesn't matter what symbols you're using. You might, 
be uh, looking for it in emotions. You're like, oh, okay, I'm, I should feel the energy of this and feel that, oh, I feel this burning in my bosom. Oh, I feel this goodness. Oh, oh this feels good. Oh I, oh, I feel terrible. Oh, I feel chaotic and lost. You know, in that same right, the consciousness is determining what these emotions are. You know, is that a good emotion? Is that a bad emotion? What's wrong with confusion? You know, why, you know, what's the difference here? And you're starting to tap into pretty much the aspect of you that has all the answers that, you know, reviewed your entire life before you lived it and knows exactly what's going to happen and where you should be. And you're just simply tapping into that, uh, say, voice that has all that answers, all those answers by looking. So you also might see, might think that your, your answers will come in thoughts and in words in your thought mind. <laughs> and so you, even in trying to hear the right thoughts and thinking it's direct, and you might hear some things like saying, oh no, it's not going to say anything to me, and oh, it's, it's terrible, it's, it's forsaken me, and I, everything's... And you want to use that in the same sense of symbolism. And once you do, start looking at, you know, how can I hear these thoughts that are telling me that it's not connected to me, I don't, I'm not worthy of hearing the voice of God and all this stuff, in, in a symbolism fashion to recognize, well, why on earth is it always telling me I can't hear it? <laughs> you know, why is it always telling me that I'm not worthy? You know? It's like then you start inquiring in a sense that you actually start tapping into where it actually has answers. Now, just like, you know, the evidence of our thoughts, we like to say are the words that we have that right. converse in our mind and even the imagination and everything. But these are all representations of what the thoughts we're actually having. And so when we start to analyze and look into what they seem to be representing, we start to tap into where the actual thoughts are. And that's a greater aspect of consciousness, even the subconscious mind or the superconscious. And so as we're expanding in this awareness, it, it becomes more experience rather than words or concepts or images. And so when you get into that experience of the so answers, you know more. So go ahead. What? So you hear that voice in your head that's questioning you and saying, you don't know what you're talking about. What are you listening for? This is ridiculous. Yeah. How do you link that back to like the consciousness that's displaying those words and stuff? You just listen to them as a symbol? Yeah, so it's kind of association through a principle, the fact that where you're inquiring answers is only the evidence of truth. And then the, another principle that that truth can only be loving, right? So it's the, it's the assumption at this time that God is only love, okay? So if God's only love and the voice for God can only explain things in love, then the idea that there is any other option or any other thing or misunderstanding or confusion is not what it could say. I mean, something that's loving can't say, you know, you're wrong. It can simply not respond. And that not responding is, is in this essence of, of disagreement as this consciousness, this in ego intelligence, 
seems that to make it into see they're not talking to you you know see it's not what you wanted and mm-hmm. and it's trying to interpret what is going on because it wants to remain in this physical perception so we have this what seems like a lot of a lot of things a lot of layers going on right <laughs> but essentially when you feel the guidance of the holy spirit is it will always and can only say yes so if you are not getting a yes then it's you know a no pretty much but really it's just another idea aside from what your yes is does that make sense a lot of people interpret the guidance of the holy spirit to oh this is a terrible thing to do and you're like wait a second what's telling you it's a terrible thing to do and like what's telling you that it's a danger to come and you if you think it's the holy spirit telling you a danger to come that's not the idea of what God is love is. You know, so it's it's filtered through a different principle and then <laughs> establishes that well that's not love that you're listening to, that's fear that you're listening to. And we have all of our theories of what fear is and where that comes from, but we in this essence, in this idea, we can just assume that it's a crazy idea in my mind. You know, if I'm that's why when you follow the guidance all the obstacles are removed because technically you're following your bliss and you're enjoying whatever challenges and obstacles you're going through. Mm-hmm. If you're not enjoying it, you're not being guided by this essence of love and finding that, you know, you are meant to enjoy this entire life you're living. So even when you face obstacles, you're following guidance and stuff, those obstacles will still be there, but you can flow with it. It doesn't feel so resisty. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely different. And it's just like, yeah, even a path, say that path being walked is actually water running down a river. I mean, it's not going to be able to go up that mountain and down the mountain. (laughs) It doesn't go up, right? It just naturally flows around and going where it just naturally goes. But it's still retouching obstacles. It's still going over rocks and and sinking in through things and all sorts of stuff it still seems to be doing things and yet it's just going with you know in harmony and natural flow of what it is designed to do now if it decided or somehow came into a hot area and evaporated then yeah it would go over the mountain naturally Hmm. but it became something different and that's not by the water's decision or choice but a higher power And so the only answer God can give is yes, is a loving affirmation of what you are. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky and kind of meaningless to share, but (laughs) as far as uh, God can't really say it, but the voice for God really, as described as the representation of the Holy Spirit, say the Holy Spiritual Universe is what I call it, um, is, is the only thing that can say yes. It's because that's all it is. Like, it is the evidence of yes. And the actuality of what we seem to see knows and we seem to see evil in this world is because it said yes. You know, we thought of an idea of having, you know, an opposite to yes, an opposite to love. And so we experience a world because it said, okay, yes, okay, yes, here, okay, yes, here. And we chose to go into this place where 
oh, there's okay, yes, and there's no, you douchebag, as well. (laughs) (laughs) So when we're seeking for guidance, are we creating the path ahead of us, or are we trying to get answers about following a path that's already set out? Yeah, so it completely relies on your dimensional perspective. And as I try and describe this in so many different fashions, it's easier to break it up and break up you know, what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. when you're focused on the physical reality, and you're definitely... <laughs> you tell anybody else that's focused on the physical reality that you're creating you know, anything about your day and uh and then something happens to well did you create that bus to hit you or something and so, <laughs> uh, well no i didn't want that to happen and yeah it's it's definitely obvious that anybody third dimensional fourth dimensional focus beings uh creating your day is absurd so it's more of that tapping into and starting to be aware of an alternate dimensional perspective so even to the physical reality, to the ego reality, the third and fourth dimensional perspective, for me to say I know everything is is retarded. I mean, well, maybe a bad word to use, but it's just, you know, absurd. No, I, I don't know everything of the physical world, but on an alternate dimensional perception, alternate dimensional awareness knows everything, in a, in, but it's in a completely different fashion than all the words in this book or, or all the colors of that painting or or the actual actions of that painting being painted and so on so it's the same same idea here that when you are focused on the physical reality it's kind of the willingness to admit that you know Yes, I'm lost in this world of illusions, of physical reality, thinking it's real. So I need help. I need guidance. And so that's when it's guidance. But when you know and are in awareness of a totally different reality, say, seeing everything being created, then Mm. you, you already know that even the guidance that you're calling upon is an aspect of you in which you're creating. But while you're in the awareness of the body it does it is a sense of humility as you turn to another aspect of yourself that you're not aware of to for this guidance see how it's it's a totally different dimensional perspective and there's several different variations of these dimensions to interpret it that come out clear so when you're looking for guidance <laughs> When you're looking for guidance, you're kind of getting in touch with that part of you that already knows. Yeah. Yeah. So just like the whole Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one, they are not one in function and experience. That they have different attributes of them, but essentially it is all the same one thing. And this Mm -hmm. is just a division, uh, just a a little bit of a division of what we can look at the entirety of the universe saying 100% of it can be divided up in 10%. You know, same thing as 10 dimensions. And so when we recognize that, that the actuality of, of what 100% is of all the universe, well, I'm in there somewhere. And then 
if I'm in there somewhere, then that everywhere is somehow <coughs> in me somewhere. And, and I can tap out of me into a greater percentage of that 100% of everything. And so the guidance is simply tapping into an additional perspective, which seems to be a bridge to that 100%, but it's mm. just a greater expansion from the little self to a bigger self that knows more information, kind of connecting to that totality of the knowledge of God, which is 100%. And we can make that connection by going out and looking at the symbols in our environment then. Yeah, that's helpful because the mind is obsessed with whatever symbols it's seeing. Like we already have definitions of what objects are and how the laws of physics excuse me, work and all, all the world and, and everything. So even as we're asking for guidance, we think we're usually asking for guidance in the world. You know, what should mm -hmm. I do in the world, right or left? And even though it has an understanding that it far exceeds all uh, uh, shapes and forms that we're asking about, um, it, it's more of in the attempts to guide you to, well, what would be more helpful to expand your awareness to this knowledge of God? So it's not so much concerned about how it's going to look like in form, for what you and what will be rev relevant in your life will work out. So a lot of people sometimes think guidance takes them down roads uh, where their life is falling apart <laughs> and they, they come into a lot of problems and difficulties. And it, this is mostly because this is actually not about physical form, not about your life in which you think is going on, but the, mm -hmm. that it's not in correspondence to what you actually want. Like it's your, the life you think you have and what is built off of these ideas in which you, you, you wanted to deny the truth. You know, you wanted to avoid reality. So you made it about a specific situation of life and jobs and, and everything. But often people throughout our lives, people... Uh, actually do want to be in association with this kind of being referenced to their feelings and, and inter internal stuff. And so they try and m do what feels good, you know, try and do f what feels good instead of what seems right and what I think is right. And so uh, guidance does tend to, as far as people doing A Course in Miracles, for an example, uh, it often does break down... <laughs> The life that was built off of a very weak foundation uh, to start building it up again in a different fashion and that that seems when in physical imagery like your life falling apart but it's really more helpful for that consciousness to be aware of a greater aspect of itself leading to the totality of the knowledge of god so when you see your life is falling apart and all these things happen this is just symbolism, like a metaphor you're giving yourself that something is changing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even that idea of your life is falling apart. Well, this, this definition of your life and you're associating these objects and these things and situations as your life. And, mm -hmm. and it wants you to recognize that your life isn't made of objects, isn't made of things, isn't made of situations. Like there's a greater aspect in, of your essence in which your life is actually based off of. 
And so it's attempting to help you to actually recognize the experience, you know, of God. Like we're constantly being guided by this. And the only war that's going on in heaven is the agreement or disagreement if this is actually helpful. <laughs> so then as we work through this stuff and we get we reestablish a new foundation, does our life settle down into a new thing? Yeah, it can. It often will start to represent once you usually uh you start training your mind, you start finding a, a state of peace, your state of peace starts expanding into diff these layers of peace that start manifesting uh, a world naturally in peace. And as for me, and you see a lot of, of correspondence to what almost was attempted to be done when you were a child, and yet we instead went down this road of, no, I need to do it the really cool way instead of my <laughs> way. You know, I had to do it the, the way to get rich instead of, you know, be unique. And all this stuff basing it off of, you know, pretty much, you know, I want to depress or suppress myself so that I can, you know, be something in this world. You know, what they say about, I want to sell my soul for the riches of the world. And it's kind of that idea. And when, so if you really are turning over to wanting to expand in the spiritual awareness and to come to know God, then it does take, well, you have everything pretty much <laughs> that's built off of that, that foundation. Uh, <laughs> you know, once that foundation starts being shaken, you know, it just naturally starts falling down and caving down until you then have to start it differently. You have to build that foundation. And so it naturally it starts settling and becoming something that was almost meant to be in the initially from the first place, uh, but now you're approving of it. You're you know now you're willing to do it instead of thinking there's a better way or thinking, oh no, you're right, and this voice for God that keeps telling you how to do it is wrong, and 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 stuff. So there's a lot of this you know battle going on. <laughs> trying to build the foundation and yet you try and throw in a weird rock into it every now and then and <laughs> you know so it takes some training that some people do it several times you know oh i i'm building this walls and this new idea that i have and then it it comes to a problem it comes to a situation that you don't approve of and it gets shaken and it naturally just starts falling mm. it's it's pretty much if you train your mind to be happy in every situation if you train your mind to accept and love then it's a firm foundation and anything can be built on a firm foundation to last as long as you know it's meant to until the whole world shakes oh man <laughs> so if i'm operating out of fear and i'm like well i've got to get this job and i've got to do this and everything's out of fear yeah and i can only go so far down that road before I get shaken up. Yeah. I mean, you're expecting to get shaken up. That's why you're doing it out of fear. And right. You're like you're anticipating the shaking. And so it seems like, oh, then we got to be strong in a different fashion and be wider and and, and all this stuff. But it, it's still, even the firmest foundation of the world can be shaken and destroyed. And it's kind mm -hmm. of that idea, if it's based off the world at all, 
then it can be shaken and destroyed. So it's a representation of, you know, is your life based off of believing in death of the world, or is it based off of eternal life? For the we came here on exploration of basing our experience off of eternal life and the glory of God, and yet if we base it off of anything else, of course we're going to die. So how do I start making decisions from now on that are based on the idea of eternal life and not running from the monsters that are chasing me or trying to find enough food to survive or whatever? Well, I'd say the best way to comprehend that is that when you do go internally to to tap into that space of answers, kind of do so in the expectation and the perception of it being eternal and not so much what's going to happen in the next 20 years. Uh, just like, what is this? What's the point of this? My eternal perspective. And so you're actually tapping into the awareness of a greater reality than you are tapping into just the answers for the day to day. And that seems unpractical. That seems outrageous, right? It's like, well, that, what's the point of that? Well, I mean, <laughs> so the day to day is a natural manifestation of where you're coming from. So we have to emphasize if you want it to last, you want to come from where it lasts. And so when you're asking and inquiring about the eternal perspective, it will last. So it's not actually about the physical form. You're inquiring about the physical form is expecting death. It's always going to be expecting death. Fear is a representation that you are expecting death. You're expecting it to end. You're expecting to lose. You're expecting to, to come to a close that you don't like and you're not approved of. Right. Yeah. So you, you want so as we stay more. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm just thinking as we stay more eternally focused, we can avoid thoughts of death and stuff. We just stay focused in the eternities and then accept the guidance that comes in the symbols through our lives. Yeah. And it's, it's more like a game because once you start getting into that perspective, like guidance isn't, isn't in the same sense anymore. It's not, uh, you know, serious. You're eternal. So you get into this perspective where it's just, you know, where is God speaking to you now? And you're in this relationship, it's just me and God, me and God. And you're then making every decision of, yeah, you get in practical into the day-to-day -day decisions that seem necessary, but you're making it out of, you know, well, what's God saying to me here? You know, oh, I hear you, God. Oh, I, you know, I they already tell you the answers before you approve of them or not. <laughs> so rather than starting from a position where I'm in panic and in pain and suffering and trying to find a way out of this, that whole premise is wrong. Start with, yeah. I'm an eternal being connected with God, am God, can't die. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely important to, when you are that way, not to make any decisions because they can only lead to more of that. And they can mm -hmm. only beget more representations of themselves. And so, so even that sensation is like, am I doing this 
out of fear because all I'm going down a road is of fear. And I might have little spurts of pretty flowers and stuff, but you know, <laughs> I'm still going down the expecting results of this fear. So I wanted to calm down and cool, collect myself into this perspective of love and eternal essence. And then I can be guided down the road of eternal essence, of recognizing the truth and recognizing that love. So if we're going down the path and we see something that makes us afraid, is that just a representation that we're coming from that place then? Uh, coming from the fear? Yeah, coming from a place that's manifesting fear. Well, so we're talking about physical paths and it's kind of hard to comprehend because we're actually talking about a mental state. So right. the, the shifting into, oh, I'm afraid of this all of a sudden, is jumping over to another path of saying, oh, this is about death of the body, instead of <clears throat> still being on the path about this is eternal life. So you can't be on one and the other at the same time. So it's a constant decision for heaven. Am I eternal? Am I forever? Or am I going to die? Am I going to suffer? So then you start to, if you're staying on this path of this mindset that you're eternal and everything's for you and supportive, then you come to something that seems to stir up a little bit of fear in you. Seems obvious, right? You're like, oh, but then you make the decision again to perceive it as this eternal essence. And you might join with this guidance. You say, you know, I know I'm eternal. I know I'm true. I know this is about love. Help me to see and you can then make that decision to stay on that path, that mindset, where your approach will be totally different. And the running out of fear, sure, you can run still, but not be afraid. And it's more like, or you can also do several other things that don't involve fear. <laughs> I just noticed that as I go about my day-to-day -day stuff, like something bad will come up and I'll have to deal with it. And if, if I'm like, man, that really sucked. I hope nothing else happens. 10 more things will happen in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't realize we were even talking about this at the beginning, but yeah, that's going down. You know, if I make a decision out of fear because this is evidence of fear, then I'm going to get more fearful situations. Mm. Uh, suffering. So you situations. can stop. Yeah. Yeah. So you just can try to reconnect with fear. Yeah, so it's it's tricky, you know. It's not like uh, I have all the answers right this second for everyone. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, you're, it's a training. It's a training of the mind, continually choosing to recognize this, that it's e about eternity and about awareness of this eternity and so on. So you make the decision out of, out of love, out of truth, you might make the same choice that you were going to make out of fear, but it's going to go in a different direction of emphasizing love. Because even though you think things are happening, objects are coming and going, it's actually the, the mind in which is choosing and training. This isn't actually about the reality you think you're in, the body you think you got. Mm -hmm. This is about this consciousness that is undergoing the same training it's always been. I think that'll help me to 
step back and not see these events that happen as actual things, but as yeah. symbols that I'm projecting out into the world. Yeah. It's an opportunity not just to make a decision, which seems obvious, but the decision for love and eternity or death and fear. Mm. Okay. That love Mark. and eternity can come from everything. Yeah, I mean it's it's in store for you in every around every corner, around every decision. It's just because it's not about the corners, it's not about the objects, it's a revelation in your mind. That's our time now, Mark. Well, glad we finally got to it. I was, <laughs> I was a little concerned as we, I started playing last week's episode. I'm like, oh man. Oh no. <laughs> I'm glad we got got in here. So, yeah, that was a good thank one. you. Yeah, thank you. And if you want more information about us, openandclear.com. Contact information is available. And talk to you all later. Talk to you later, Mark. We'll see you later. Cool beans.